Good morning, Colorado. You're listening to The Daily Sunup. The Daily Sunup podcast is a conversation with the Colorado Sun. See our trust indicators at coloradosun.com slash ethics. It's Tuesday, February 27th. Today, Colorado Sun tech reporter Tamara Chung on what the changes at Boulder-based Techstars Group means to the startup community and the Denver area. Before we begin, whether you're buying a new home, taking a loan to purchase your first car, or putting money away for a rainy day, banking doesn't need to be complicated. Above all else, Alpine Bank wants you to achieve your dreams. It's that simple. For 50 years, our focus has been on you, and for the next 50 and beyond, that won't change. Because a better tomorrow for our customers starts with helping their dreams come true today. Learn more about Alpine Bank and its services at alpinebank.com or stop in and see us. Now let's go back in time with some Colorado history. On this date in 1893, 11-year-old Anton Wood was put on trial for murdering Joseph Smith to steal his watch and rifle near Brighton. The public was captivated by the case, partly due to Wood's young age and partly because of his family's poor reputation. Initially facing a possible two-year sentence due to age-related legal protections, Judge David Burns unexpectedly sentenced him to 25 years in Canyon City Penitentiary. Serving 12 years and participating in a notable escape, Wood was eventually paroled and pardoned, later marrying and changing his name to Charles Howard. His case, incarceration, and then eventual rehabilitation and contribution to society spurred the adoption of a juvenile court system aimed at protecting young offenders from the adult prison system. Before we continue, thanks for listening to The Daily Sunup from the Colorado Sun. Please take a moment to rate and review us in your podcast player. Tell us what you think of the show, share your ideas, and help us reach new listeners. Thank you. Next, our feature story. Hey, thanks for tuning in today to The Sun Up. I'm David Krause, one of the editors here at the Colorado Sun, and I am pleased to be joined by my friend and colleague, Tamara Chung, the business and tech reporter for The Sun. Tamara, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, um, so your title really collides for today's conversation with business and technology. We're going to talk about... um, I guess it's a surprise announcement last week that Techstars, uh, which started in 2006 in Boulder, is closing shop there. I'm sad to say I'm not embarrassed. I'm not quite sure what the word is, Tamara. I lived in uh, Broomfield area for 15 years. Never heard of Techstars. Um, I don't know if that makes me an anomaly or somebody kind of not totally in that gauge, but Tamara, you have been covering this uh, project and program for over a decade. I guess let's start with, you know, tell people like me what did they do and and what does this mean for the Denver, for the Boulder area especially. If you think about what was happening in Boulder, Denver back in the mid two thousands, technology wasn't like the biggest thing, or at least startups weren't a big thing here. Um, there were, of course. Big telecoms, uh, level three communications, CenturyLink, you know, back in the 90s. And some of the folks from there started other companies, including Zayo, um, which is in Boulder. But as as for like the one person, two person startup, you know, the the companies that would make the next big thing, there was 
I mean, there was stuff going on, but it wasn't as big as, say, Silicon Valley, which everyone always points to as like the tech startup uh, community. And so back then in the mid 2000s, actually earlier in the 2000s, lots of things were happening. And that's partly because, you know, I mean, one of the things was Brad Feld, who is a big venture capitalist. He had moved to the Boulder area um, in the 90s, I believe. He had sold off his company in Boston, uh, moved here because he felt like, you know, we can, I can be a a VC here. I can look at uh, other, you know, tech startups and invest in them. Um, he and along with someone a lot of Coloradans know, that's Jared Polis. Um, Jared was uh, also a tech entrepreneur. And he, Brad, and two other guys, David Cohen and David Brown, um, they all got together and they were already seeing the potential of building a startup community in the Boulder area that would be similar to uh, maybe Silicon Valley because you've got um, the universities there, you've got startup, you know, VCs like themselves and potential folks from these other telecoms and other groups that were interested in starting a company and maybe couldn't afford to live in Silicon Valley or maybe really liked Colorado because lots of people were moving to Colorado because they like Colorado. So anyway, so they helped start Techstars in 2006. And what the purpose was to get people, potential founders to meet in person for like three months, you know, figure out their business plan, help them uh, with the technology, put them in contact with mentors. And then at the end, you know, they make a pitch and they might even get investors. Techstars tended to... Um, become an investor in a lot of these companies. So that went from a Boulder, you know, a single Boulder program to something that has become international. I mean, there are tech stars accelerators all over the world now. It is kind of neck and neck or, you know, next to Y Combinator, which is another sort of accelerator program um, out on the West Coast. And, you know, between Y Combinator and Techstars, this is the program that a lot of founding tech founders went through to uh, get their plans right and to launch and to really get ahead. And I mean, there have been some big um, graduates out of it. I mean, like here in the Boulder, the Boulder program, Sangrid was an early success story. They became one of the biggest transactional email services. Um, you know, this is t more than 10 years ago. I mean, they've been acquired by Twilio, which is in, I believe, San Francisco. And so, you know, there's these have become billion dollar companies just because they trace and they can trace their roots back to Boulder. So, so that that's Techstars. Well, I, I'm sorry to interrupt there. Um, so it, it it's become such a big thing here and kind of helped put the Boulder area kind of on the map, right? With technology. Cause then you see, mm -hmm. you know, Google made a move here. Now you have this whole conversation about quantum technology and that hub here. Is this all part of that, you know, kind of bore out of this tech stars program, or at least the idea of, Hey, look, you don't have to go to the West coast or the East coast. You could actually find something in the middle of the country that makes sense for some young entrepreneurs trying to start up. 
Exactly. And that was kind of a goal for Techstars. And and the thing is, it's like, it's not that Techstars was the only company that was building here, but just having founders meet and network in person and go to these events and encourage each other, share stuff, that was all part of like the local community. And I mean, one really unique thing about Techstars is like from the beginning, the founders had this mantra called give first, you know, and so this idea that they would give mentorship to these startups. I mean, these random people who were just interested in starting a company. I mean, I know the founders always tended to take time to talk to these folks and they all met with each other. And it's kind of this community just grew and grew and grew. And I mean, by, you know, within like maybe four or five years, I mean, Boulder was becoming known nationwide as the startup capital in the world. And then, you know, that's transferred to Denver. I mean, we're still a pretty big area for tech startups, um, you know, and, and just startups in general. But but it is a little different now because, you know, I mean, when COVID happened, some of those uh, accelerator programs, I think they went online. And I'm not just talking about tech stars, but, you know, lots of virtual programs. Ultimately, it does seem like there is still an entrepreneurial community here that has grown thanks to some of these folks who started companies and are giving back to their community. So it's kind of fed upon itself. And and as uh, I did interview Dan Caruso, who is the founder of Zao and uh, Level 3 uh, Communications, and he's a big investor in a lot of startups, too. He's not affiliated with Techstars, but he he's been a, you know, he's been a mentor for many founders. And when I first met him a d- more than a decade ago, his concern was there wasn't really an ecosystem here, even though there were all these founders here. When venture capitalists came in, they said they would fund companies, but would want the companies to move to Silicon Valley. So then we'd lose that company and we'd lose the potential growth. So there there was a big move. Um, then this was a decade ago to try to get these companies to stay here. So I think that's what's happened. There's, um, I mean, Denver has one of the biggest startup weeks in the nation um, and they continue to have that. So there's just been a lot of enthusiasm and Techstars was, I, I honestly, it does seem instrumental in creating this community, even though it's had lots of help. So we've talked about this. I kind of mentioned it at the beginning you know, they're they're kind of leaving, but not leaving. Tamara, what's kind of going to happen next with this company and, and some of the things they've done here? Are the, are the programs going to stay, but people are leaving, or how is that all going to shake out in the next few weeks? Yeah, so the thing is, you know, when they... So Techstars is now 17 years old. They had hired a new CEO about three years ago who was based in New York, and she, you know, was always going to be based in New York. And this was after COVID had started. So the idea of remote work was um, not a remote idea. And uh, lots of people um, weren't really meeting in person for, you know, because they didn't have to. I mean, mm-hmm. actually, even for this story, I interviewed someone who was in Dubai just for the story and uh, stayed up till nine to talk to him. But uh, that's beside the point. <laughs> um, but anyway, so some people didn't feel like, oh, you know, well, so what happened was there was a note, an email sent out to mentors and some of the alums saying, you know, hey, Boulder has been 
good to us. It's, you know, we've enjoyed being there. We're, uh, but we're ending the program, the accelerator there, because not everyone has, not everyone who attends the program in person in Boulder is actually from Boulder. A lot of them come from a different state or country to attend it. So the, this idea of closing up some of the smaller um, regions in Techstars community is, is and focusing on the bigger ones was kind of what the announcement was. And so the program, the accelerators will continue in like San Francisco, New York, you know, the coastal stuff, which to me was like, oh, so we're getting back to, you know, pre-Techstars. But um, the other thing is a lot of people locally reached out to me. So the thing is, they were a little upset that this kind of came down like that. I mean, Techstars is technically not leaving um, the Denver Boulder area. They told me that they just um, opened a new office in downtown Denver. They're going to continue sponsoring Boulder Startup Week. But there's just not, you know, the headquarters is moving and they're not going to have the Boulder program anymore. So they're still going to be part of the community. But the sense I got from the folks, like the Techstars community, is just how this announcement came out. You know, it wasn't really, it's it's not like the executive team came to Boulder to announce it and tell people. It came out in an email that was kind of buried. And I think that's why, you know, there there's one uh, Techstar alumni, her name's Liz Giorgi, who uh, co-founded Suna, which is a, a company that, does video and photos sort of on demand for um, for companies and stuff. And she just mentioned, you know, it's just how you called it bittersweet. You know, it's it's just bitter for those who are most closely connected, closely impacted in the community. And she said that on on X. And I think that resonated with a lot of people. But um, the thing is, again, the startup community is still here, but you know, having that tech stars to sort of bring everyone together that uh, who knows what's going to happen there. Um, I know folks I've talked to are already planning on, well, maybe there's another way we can get our community revived and uh, get back together, start, you know, finding out who, who else is still here. You know, how can we mentor each other and promote each other? And so that's what I looked at for this weekend's What's Working column. Yeah, that was one of the things I was going to ask you about, Tamara, was they take whatever program, they take the headquarters out. It's kind of like when your best friend moves out of the neighborhood and all your other buddies are still around, right? So you kind of rally. Do you see, what do you see, I guess, Tamara, now knowing that you've covered this for so long, what do you see happening with the companies that do similar things you kind of mentioned on in the area to try to keep Boulder and the Denver area to have that reputation as a place you want to come to help accelerate and, and do startup. Yeah. Well, like I said, I think, you know, it's not just Techstars. Um, you know, over the years, different uh, other organizations have started up to try to unite the the founders and give them training and uh, mentorship and networking opportunities. So, you know, I was talking to one guy and and mentioned that I hadn't been covering startups for a couple of years now since I've been writing more about the economy. And just the other day, I was thinking, you know, what what is happening with the startups? I, I don't hear much about them anymore. And he kind of felt the same way because he said it's really more of a it, 
become so big that now different groups don't really know each other anymore. And I don't know if, you know, the Denver Boulder area entrepreneurial community is pretty large. I don't know if it will ever get back to um, the tightness that Techstars initially provided for everyone, but maybe it will. I mean, you know, I mean, there's a lot of technology going on, as you mentioned, um, quantum, uh, clean energy is, is still doing stuff and, and you know, the just regular consumer tech. So I think the idea is, you know, if people uh, come back together, um, who knows, maybe we'll see the biggest uh, Denver Startup Week uh, this year. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll be there and I'm, I'm sure you'll stay on it. And I, I like the idea of kind of getting back to that startup community and see what's out there and kind of who stays behind and all that. So appreciate you kind of helping me and our listeners make sense of all of this. Um, I know it's a big move in the tech community, so it's good to get your insight on that. If you haven't already, you can read more on this story and other business news around Colorado. Go to coloradosun.com and click on the business tab up at the top of the page. Uh, Tamara mentioned it as well. You can go to coloradosun.com slash working to sign up for her free weekly What's Working newsletter. Comes out every Saturday. Gives you something to think about over the weekend. Want to encourage everyone also when you have a minute, give the sun uh, give the sun up a review on your favorite app. Five stars, that's the best option. We always try to make things, uh, break it down to what it means to Colorado. So certainly would appreciate any love there. And lastly, the sun is a member of the Trust Project. We care about accuracy, inclusion, and transparency. You can check that out at our ethics page. Tamara, have a great week and thanks again for helping me sort this out. Sure. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can read more at coloradosun.com. Finally, here are a few stories that you should know about today. The new owners of Silverton Mountain in southwestern Colorado say they want to protect the unique ski area's reputation for offering up expert terrain and minimal frills. Andy Culp and Brock Strasberger say they will keep all 50 employees on board and have no plans to replace the simple tent that greets skiers nor do they intend to grow beyond a Bureau of Land Management permit that caps them at 400 skiers a day. The new owners say they are looking at serving skiers a better lunch and improving guide safety gear. Colorado has distributed millions of dollars this year to dozens of local governments and housing organizations that have pledged to build affordable units across the state. The State Departments of Local Affairs and Economic Development and the Colorado Housing Finance Authority, for example, have awarded nearly $80 million to local governments and housing organizations that plan to build affordable units. The money was from Proposition 123, which voters approved in November 2022. The measure requires participating local governments to plan to build at least 3% more affordable housing units every year for the next three years. The Federal Trade Commission is suing to block a proposed merger between grocery giants Kroger and Albertsons, saying the $24.6 billion deal would eliminate competition and lead to higher prices for millions of Americans. The FTC filed a lawsuit in U.S. District Court in Oregon on Monday. It was joined in the suit by the attorneys general of eight states and the District of Columbia. The move comes less than two weeks after Colorado Attorney General Phil Weiser filed a similar lawsuit in Denver District Court that also seeks to block the merger, likewise arguing it could harm consumers. For more information on all of these stories, visit our website, coloradosun.com. And don't forget to tune in again next time. Now a quick message from our team. 
This is Christina Pritchett, Marketing and Events Specialist at the Colorado Sun. In my role, I get to witness the Sun's impact on our state firsthand. I always leave our events feeling inspired by those who attend and share the impact that the Sun has in their daily lives. If you're a follower of the Sun, please reach out and tell us what you think of our reporting and let us know how it makes a difference in your life. The Sun is member-supported, so if you're not yet a member, please consider joining us today at coloradosun.com join.